Hariyo. We are seeing the sixth chapter, Dhyana Yoga, path of meditation, the final gateway to enlightenment. But before we walk on this path, commence this path, we have to prepare ourselves. And that preparation has to be done through Karma Yoga. So first step is Karma Yoga. Then we further purify our mind and make it single-pointed through Upasana. And then gain proper knowledge. And after gaining knowledge, we gain that Vairagya and become fit for Dhyana and to realize our own self. So therefore Bhagavan says, Aru Rukshor Munair Yogam Karma Karana Muchyati. Those who want to sit on the seat of uh, a meditation, then first step is karma. And once one has gained the qualification, then one can quieten the mind further. And how do we know that we are qualified for meditation? Says if we become free of attachment to the objects, sense objects, we become free of attachment to different actions, and we can renounce our desires, we can drop them, then we are fit for meditation. Because all senses are meant to interact with the world. Actions we perform also as an interaction with the world. And all desires also are related to the world. But this meditation is an inner journey. So all this outer thing has to be dropped. So one who has become fit for that, Bhagavan says, can meditate. So he says that you help yourself to attain this state of uh, fitness. Uddharet Atman Atmanam. Help yourself by help uh, yourself. Quieten your mind and gain the necessary qualification and raise yourself on this uh, spiritual path. Evolve yourself proactively by intelligently doing the, all the sadhanas. You evolve yourself. Don't wait for nature to take over. Slowly and steadily you put forth effort and raise yourself. And don't let yourself fall down. Because you yourself are your friend and you yourself are your enemy also. Atmaiva, Atmana Bandhuhu and Atmaiva Ripuratmanaha. You yourself are your friend. Means our own mind, our own intellect is our friend on this path. And our own body, mind, intellect behaves like an enemy also. So the uh, one very important step for a seeker to achieve is to achieve friendship with his or her own mind and intellect and the senses. So how to make friends and what is the meaning of being friend to ourself is explained now in the sixth verse. Bandhuratmatmanastasya Enātmaivātmanājitaha Anātmanastu shatrutve 
वर्तेतात्मत्रुवत बंधुरात्मात्मनस्तनात्मनात्मनस्तु शत्रु वर्तेतात्मत्रुवत हाँ भगवान सेज दट बंधु अवर फ्रेंड आत्मा आत्मनस्त बंधुरात्मात्मनस्तनात्मात्मनाजिता ओन आत्मा मीन्स अवर ओन बॉडी अवर सेंसेस अवर माइंड अवर इंटेलेक्ट इज अवर फ्रेंड इफ दे आर अंडर अवर कंट्रोल विद द हेल्प ऑफ अ रिफाइंड एंड अ इंटेलिजेंट इंटेलेक्ट वी हैव टू अचीव कंट्रोल ओवर अवर दैट इक्विपमेंट दिस आर ऑल अवर इक्विपमेंट्स अवर साधन अवर इंस्ट्रूमेंट्स विथ हेल्प्स अस टू प्रोसीड ऑन दिस पाथ सो दिस इक्विपमेंट शुड बी अंडर अवर कंट्रोल अवर सेंसेस शुड बी अंडर अवर कंट्रोल अवर बॉडी शुड बी अंडर अवर कंट्रोल कंट्रोल मीन्स दे ओबे अस दे ओबे अवर वट यू कॉल वॉट एवर डिसीजन वी टेक they obey for example if we decide to meditate the mind should obey us if we tell the mind to please keep quiet the mind should be uh, able to keep quiet if we tell the senses now close your eyes ears and all and remain unaffected by the outer uh, stimuli they should be able to maintain that if we tell the intellect that you contemplate on this particular point and arrive at the understanding the intellect should be able to engage in that if our equipments are not under our control then they behave like independent parties like so body is one party senses are another mind is another and intellect intellect decides something mind doesn't care for the decision mind goes in some other direction senses they behave in their own way such a person is called a disintegrated person even in the world if we want to achieve something we have to integrate our personality our personality is made up of lot of this little little uh, things all of them should get properly integrated with uh, with understanding with right wisdom not forcefully but with right wisdom we should be able to integrate our personality and that becomes a necessary uh, initial step before we embark on meditation so bhagwan says bandhu atmatmanastasya ena atma eva atmana jitaha one who has conquered himself by himself one who has conquered his mind with the intellect one who has conquered his senses with the mind one who has conquered his his body with the help of his senses and the mind means all of them are well integrated we can achieve this by educating the mind by making friendship with our mind slowly and just like we make friendship with others ne right? on facebook and all so like that we can make friendship with our own mind by by understanding 
by understanding the mind. A mind is a very beautiful equipment which all of us we have. With the help of mind we can feel. With the help of mind we can think. So it is a most fascinating equipment, but it carries the impression from past many many lifetimes. It has got its own fears. It has got its own jealousies and anger and sadness and guilt and all these negative things are also there in our mind. But at the same time, it has got that uh, ability to love, to be compassionate, to be friendly. All these are also there within the mind. The mind has to be trained systematically right from our childhood. And that is what it, sh- it should include in our, our lifestyle itself. So by giving proper uh, samskar to the mind, uh, with the help of right type of food, right type of uh, dress, right type of behavior with the world outside, and uh, right type of training, right education to the mind, slowly and steadily the mind becomes our friend. We can understand our mind very deeply. Many times people say, I don't understand my own mind. You have been living with your mind for such a long time and still you don't understand. No. Then you must have not spent time to understand your mind. Have you understood what the mind wants? Have you understood how the mind interacts with different situations? Have you understood What makes the mind agitated? Have you understood what frightens the mind? Have you understood what makes the mind quiet and calm? No, no, I have not understood. Then we have to understand. So that is what is required with the help of our refined intellect, with the help of the scriptures. Later on we will again come back to that topic when Arjuna also asked Bhagavan the question that my mind is very, very restless. I don't know how to control it. We will discuss more about this. But here Bhagavan says one who has made friendship, the mind which is mind and senses and the body, if they are under our control, control means a friendly control, not not a, a suppressed, not with force. Because if you forcefully control the mind, the mind will, at the first opportunity, rebel, revolt against all our effort. And immediately that person, whatever height we have gained, we just fall down. Mind should not be treated badly, harshly. It is a very delicate equipment. And it has got its own tricks because it is, it has lived a long, long time. It knows all the tricks. So we need to understand our own mind and make friendship with our mind. Whatever sadhana we do, we should do it intelligently. Whether we are doing fasting or whether japa, puja, tirthayatra or reading the scriptures, contemplation, satsang. All should be done with proper awareness and understanding so that slowly and steadily our mind becomes our great friend. And if our mind becomes our friend, then the whole journey becomes very easy. Then we don't have to worry. It's like if we are on a long journey, if we have some friend who are, who are good, who are protective, who are 
careful, who are who are there always with us, the journey becomes easy. Similarly, this spiritual journey will become easy if we can make friendship with our own mind. But that mind which is not under our control, that mind which has got lot of uh, these negative tendencies within it, that mind which is sad, that mind which is agitated, that mind which is uh, uh, angry about something and we have not resolved that anger, that mind which, which is guilty about something and we have not resolved that that mind which is deeply frustrated and um, what you call all these type of uh, things and we have not made uh, what you call uh, quieten the mind by giving it proper guidance and proper understanding, then such a mind acts like our enemy. Mind is not interested in meditation and all those things then. He says, first you solve my this problem. The boss has uh, scolded me right in front of everyone. And I am very angry. I want to go and give him one blow on his head. No, no, you meditate. Mind will not listen. You have to resolve this. All this we have to resolve by our right, deep wisdom, vision, understanding, and our sadhana, and whatever has to be done outside, we have to do all our duties. So slowly and steadily make the mind your friend. Because anatmanastu shatrutve vartate varteta atma eva shatruvata. Because the mind which is not under our control acts like our shatru, like our enemy. We can't say it is my mind. My own mind can create confusion in my life. It can create delusion. It can create so much of agitation in me that even to lead a a proper peaceful life will become difficult. So it is very important, Bhagavan says, you make friendship with your mind and lift yourself by yourself. Don't wait for somebody else to come and help you. So one who has attained that state of total, total, uh, um, what you call, uh, victory over the mind, that person becomes fit for meditation. That person becomes fit. It's like a, the story of Mullah Nasruddin. He was sitting on the donkey, and suddenly the donkey started running here and there. So Mullah, somebody asked him that, "Oh, Mullah, where are you going here and there?" He said, "Why are you asking me? You ask the donkey, because I am not telling the donkey. He is running here and there." Similarly, our mind is like a donkey runs here and there. But if it is well trained. Under control, it will behave properly. So, what then? Such a person is called Yoga Rude, who has total control over his mind and who has gained that Vairagya. He has dispassion towards the objects of this world and towards all actions and has given up his lot of his desires. Such person becomes fit for meditation. And through meditation, what does he achieve? What is the goal of meditation? What does the yoga route achieve? That is now indicated in the following three verses before Bhagwan explains to us how to meditate. It shows us the goal. It says, Jitatmana Prashantasya 
परमात्मा समाहितः शीतोष्ण सुख दुखेशु तथा मानापमानयो जितात्मन प्रशात परमात्मा समाहितः शीतोष्ण सुख दुखेशु तथा मानापमानयो जितात्मन वन हु हेज कॉन्कर्ड हिज माइंड थ्रू प्रॉपर मेकिंग फ्रेंडशिप विद द माइंड वन हुज माइंड इज अंडर हिज कंट्रोल माइंड मीन्स ऑल्सो द सेंसेस द बॉडी द इंटेलेक्ट इज कंप्लीटली अंडर कंट्रोल दे आर इक्विपमेंट्स दे आर नॉट माई सेल्फ ऑल दिस आर इक्विपमेंट जस्ट लाइक अवर मोबाइल मोबाइल अंडर कंट्रोल मीन्स वी शुड बी एबल टू स्विच इट ऑफ एट विल वी शुड बी एबल टू ड्रॉप keep it away at will that means it is under our control but if we can't do this then it is controlling us once a mahatma was going with his disciple and he saw uh, uh, one person take uh, has tied the cow and was taking the cow away so the mahatma asked his disciples who is bound the cow is bound or that person is bound so disciple said who oh, cow is bound so mahatma said if we release the cow who will go after whom cow will go on his own way that fellow will run after the cow hmm so we think we are owning that mobile and all but it is actually the other way around so one who has conquered the mind means one who is able to switch off the mind at will one is able to tell the mind okay now you can keep quiet and it keeps quiet that is called conquering the mind not by force but by understanding by wisdom forcefully if we do it it will not work so through wisdom one who has conquered the mind jitatmanah what is the sign that mind is under our control and it has been conquered it remains calm prashantasya the mind becomes calm forcefully if the mind is conquered the the agitation is suppressed it is there and as soon as it gets an opportunity it comes out like a volcanic eruption but mind which is which has been understood the mind which has been educated the mind which has been trained properly remains absolutely still it works only when we tell it to do certain action then it functions otherwise it remains still it is an instrument just like a doctor uses the stethoscope and all only when it is required but many times they put it in their uh, this like a mala and moves around anyway it is not used then similarly the mind is like an instrument so when it is told you have to just keep quiet it remains silent so prashant as prakarshena shant there are no agitations no desires erupting no un uh, unsolved unresolved issues coming up in the mind all issues are resolved we carry our past without resolving them properly that is called indigestion then we have not digested our experiences properly 
all experiences good and bad can be digested with good proper wisdom but if we don't digest they remain in us as negative um, tendencies and emotions so mind which is free of all this undigested uh, thing it is totally clean and pure and it has become absolutely still prashantasya such a person bhagwan says paramatma samahitah for such a person such a individual paramatma is attained as is recognized as his own self when the mind becomes still and when there are no other disturbances one comes to recognize ourselves as we are when there are no disturbance in the mind when there are thoughts then our attention goes on the thoughts yeah? like suppose the television is on our attention goes there whatever be the program we keep watching but when it is switched off then attention doesn't go there similarly when the mind is constantly thinking and different types of emotions are coming it is disturbed our attention goes there see what is the sign of a healthy body when attention doesn't go there how do you know you don't have headache when you don't are you are not aware of your head but when we have headache the first thing happens is we become aware of our head when we become aware of our stomach that means we are having stomach ache when we are healthy it doesn't demand awareness it says you leave me alone i am fine similarly when the mind is healthy it doesn't demand attention when the mind doesn't demand attention we can pay attention to our own self so such a person whose mind has become absolutely still paramatma samahitah recognizes that paramatma as his own self recognizes the self atma as not different from that param atma see atma means the self which is the witness of our body mind and intellect it is the witness of our waking dream and deep sleep state but the self in me is the self in all one who understand the self in all as the self in me has understood param atma hmm paramatma is that self which is in all just as a, a pot is there and there is space in that pot the space by mistake consider itself the pot then the space is educated the space goes on this journey spiritual journey and the space recognizes that i am the space in the pot when it recognizes this it also recognizes that i am the same space in all the pots so the space which is in all you can say is param space similarly the atma who is in all is that param atma so a person who has quietened the mind comes to recognize the parmatma and remains same in all situation because the parmatma is recognized in all situation he says shitoshna sukhadukheshu tatha manapamanayohu samaha he remains same in shitoshna whether it is cold or it is hot whether there is happiness or unhappiness in honor as well as dishonor the person remains same means 
in all situation he recognizes that same paramatma the self is recognized under all circumstances once you recognize the self it will be seen and understood and being aware of in all circumstances then there is no need to remain at one place or go to a particular point or in particular time in all situations one is aware of one's own real self so even in winter or in summer or in happiness unhappiness or when he is honored or dishonored the person is established in the self alone so this great state of realization is attained by this uh, yoga rud who continues his journey of quietening the mind and shifting his attention to the self more about this goal is explained in the next verse jnana vidyana triptatma कूटस्थो विजितेन्द्रिय युक्त इत्युच्यते योगी समलोष्टाश्मकांचन ज्ञान विज्ञान तृप्तात्मा कूटस्थो विजितेन्द्रिय सच योगारूढ़ ही बिकम्स ज्ञान विज्ञान तृप्तात्मा ही बिकम्स कंप्लीटली कंटेंट एंड सेटिस्फाइड विथ नॉलेज एंड विजडम ज्ञान मीन्स नॉलेज विच वन एक्वायर्स फ्रॉम द स्क्रिप्चर्स फ्रॉम द स्क्रिप्चर वी शुड अंडरस्टैंड वॉट इज द नेचर ऑफ अवर ओन सेल्फ the scriptures are the words of realized masters one who has realized his own self such a person tells us that yourself is not this body mind intellect but that pure consciousness so from the scriptures we have to learn about ourselves scriptures are like the mirror which shows us our face our inner face so when we study the scriptures like the bhagavad gita the upanishads uh the brahma sutra these are the vedantic scriptures which reveal the nature of the self when we study them we understand through the scriptures what is my nature by ourselves it might be very difficult to study so we have to study from a teacher so first we have to listen to the teacher shravanam then we have to contemplate on whatever we have heard and understand it properly the scriptures tells us who i am once i have understood it beyond all doubts this understanding happens when we contemplate on it it's like a it like mathematics a formula is there or some some problem is there we can understand it by going through the process the mathematical steps we understand or like a scientist who wants to the send a satellite up on the moon 
they do all the research before sending the satellite they have to understand the whole process on the paper first everything once it is understood then they implement it but many times on the paper itself certain confusion certain problem comes which they try to resolve so after listening to the scriptures we have to contemplate and become convinced about my own nature the scripture says i am like space i am not the body the mind the intellect i am like that space this statement of the scriptures has to be understood intellectually that intellectual appreciation of what the scripture is saying about myself is called jnana knowledge knowledge doesn't mean any other knowledge and general knowledge and who is the who is the president of falana country or what did cricketer scored in his last match not that not that type of general knowledge and not knowledge about the other things in the scripture also why bishma pitamaha did like that or who what happened to ramchandra ji or not that type of knowledge when we say is what the scriptures talk about yourself not about others others is gossip what who did why and all is gossip only some are divine gossip <laughs> but there are also gossips on me what he did and why he did and why he went there and all what does what the upanishad tells you about your own self who am i what do they say that when we understand is called jnana in uh, uh, in tatva bodh bhagwan shankaracharya ji very beautifully he indicates the the nature of that atma he says atma is stool sukshma karana sharirad vetirikta sanskrit i will first tell you ha stool sukshma karana sharirad vetirikta panch koshatit san avastha traya sakshi sachidananda swarupasan yat tishtati sa atma that atma i atma means i atma doesn't mean some ghost or something atma is i the pure i consciousness not i the thought not i the body not i the imagination but i the actual real self that atma is something different from the gross physical body different from our mind and different from the impressions of our past lives also that atma is different from the five koshas the five coverings on this atma the annamay kosh made up of food the physical body the pranamay kosh the life principle in us the manomay kosh the mind the vijnanamay kosh the intelligence which is there within us and anandamay kosh again that impressions of the past when we identify with each, with uh, which we experience that ananda like in deep sleep state all these are koshas different from this is that atma atma is the witness of the waking the dream and the deep sleep state it is indicated as of the nature of sat chit and ananda pure existence pure knowledge and pure bliss this is what the scriptures tell us 
tattvamasi you are this atma and that is what we have studied in the second chapter you can refer to the second chapter right in the beginning itself bhagwan told arjuna that you are not this body you are that atma which is neither born nor does it die so when we understand this intellectually and are convinced beyond all doubts then it is called knowledge and this knowledge happens through shravan and manan by listening and by contemplating on it but the next uh, that uh, word is very important vidnyana vidnyana means actual experience of myself as this atma uh, that's called realization it's also called aparoksha anubhuti direct experience of my own self by my own self so that is called vidnyana so when we go on this path of meditation we come to directly recognize realize ourselves as we are so that is vidnyana so a yoga rud who has walked this path has become completely satisfied not only with knowledge but now he has gained that vidnyana also so jnana vidnyana triptatma there are no doubts see as long as we are uh, only thinking contemplating some doubt may remain but once we experience it then there are no doubts the great realized masters like bhagwan ramana maharshi has no doubt about his own self you cannot confuse him you cannot tell him that you are someone else the scriptures are just bluffing you can't confuse him because he is directly experiencing it so vidnyan is direct a realization experience of that truth so jnana vidnyana triptatma such a person becomes kutastah becomes steady in the uh, in his abidance in the self he becomes stita pradnya kutastah becomes steady becomes of the nature of that self alone free from all agitation free from all disturbance like an like an anvil that anvil is there which remains steady on which all the all those uh, uh, metal gets shaped ne right? you have seen this anvil which the what is it called uh, blacksmith uses so the heated iron is uh, pounded and hammered on top the iron get shaped into different forms or different shape comes but that anvil remains steady similarly this person remains absolutely steady in his own self mind and intellect and all keeps on taking different forms and shape but he remains steady as the self kutastah established in his self vijitendriya completely under control of his senses the senses do not more at all without his permission and that we see in the eyes of a realized master there is no restlessness in their eyes no restlessness in their body because it is completely still it doesn't move without their permission in yoga vasishta it is said that a realized master doesn't get uh, um, surprised नहीं जनरली वी गेट सरप्राइज कुछ होता है वी गेट सरप्राइज ऐसा हो गया 
But a realized master is not surprised by anything. Even if the sun moves away or the something happens or moon, another moon appears, let us say. Another moon appears, not surprised. Suddenly something, a snake comes, not surprised. Once Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi was sitting with his disciples and quietly, everyone was quiet because he was absolutely silent and still. Then one snake entered there and all of them got scared and started running here and there. But Bhagwan continued to be quiet. He, he was aware of the snake, everything, but it did not surprise him. An ignorant person gets surprised by everything. Everything becomes ashtari only. So, he remains completely balanced. The mind, uh, mind is like the calm lake absolutely still and the sense is completely under control. Vijitendriyaha. Such a person is called Yuktaha and a, a realized master. One who has gained complete integration. One who is established in his own self. Yuktaha. See, one is yogi and yogi when he attains his goal is called Yuktaha. So, yuktaha iti uchyate yogi, such a yogi has become yuktaha, samaloshtashma kanchanaha, again he is sama towards all objects, all objects are seen in the same way. See, there are three things which comes in our life, three, I mean, one is situation, another is uh, objects, and the third is different type of beings. So, here in the three verses is mentioned, first we have seen Shita, Ushna and all are the different uh, environment which we have to face, heat and cold or happy, unhappy or honor, dishonor. In that also he remains Sama because he is established in that Brahma which is Sama. Then he looks at all objects also with the same vision because in all that Brahma or that Atma is common. Outwardly only the names and forms are different, but essentially all of them are expression of my own self. Just as in your dream, you dream the mountains, you dream the river, you dream the uh, dream gold, you dream silver, you, uh, you dream uh, a stone. And if someone asks you in your dream, what is this, a mountain? What is this? This is gold. And this is a stone. For you, gold may be valuable there. You say, no, no, I have to keep this gold. Stone, you can throw it away. But when we wake up, we come to know the stone as well as gold was made from the same material, our mind. But in the dream, we don't understand this. When we wake up, we understand. Similarly, now when we look from the standpoint of an ignorant person, everything appears different. Gold is more valuable. But when we look from the standpoint of this realization, all are same. Hari Vyapak Sarvatra Samana Premate Pragata Hoi Maijana. In Ramayana also Tulsidaji says that Bhagwan is everywhere same, homogeneous, everywhere same. So Samaloshtashma Kanchanaha, for this person, the Loshta means a mud, ashma, uh, the stone, kanchanaha, gold, 
or sama essentially they are all same they may have different utility in the world outside he understand that this is gold this is stone and all but he doesn't uh, give them uh, what he calls value superimposed value which are not there hmm. his state of happiness his state of peace doesn't depend on those outer objects see when our peace and happiness depends on the outer object we evaluate them differently we look at the world from our standpoint what is beneficial to us we say it is very valuable what is not we say it is chalta hai once a teacher asked the child that what is the what is the use of a tail for a rat rats they have long tail mouse long tail so what is the purpose of this tail so the child thought for a long time and then he said yes when the uh, when the that mouse dies we can pick it up by the tail <laughs> and throw it in the garbage that is the purpose now this purpose is so from his own standpoint actually what is the purpose we have to ask the mouse only or those who do research on the mouse and all they might be knowing so similarly we look at the world from our stand from a human being's standpoint and we say this is all made for my pleasure the sun rises for me the moon rises for me animals are meant for me birds are meant for me land is belongs to me the trees and all belongs to me it's all selfish egoistic attitude of looking at the world as though the world is made for my entertainment here the mahatma looks at the whole world with the same vision that everything is is pure existence only the existence of one object and another object is same when we say a stone exist and a gold exist the existence is same in both of them the consciousness because of which one is aware of gold and stone is also same and the joy which one experience when we are not dependent on them is also same so mahatma looks at all the objects of this world the same vision samaloshtashma hmm. kanchanaha like we have seen in the previous uh, chapter also te vidya vinaya sampanne brahmane gavihastini shunicheva swapake cha pandita samadarshinaha towards all beings is drishti vision is saman such a person is called yukta yukta ityuchyate yogi samaloshtashma kanchanaha this is the phala of uh, the realization one comes to recognize one's own self and one sees one's own self in all further bhagwan says saran mitraryudasena madhyasthadvesh bandhushu sadhushvapicha papeshu samabuddhir vishishyate saran mitraryudasena madhyasthadvesh bandhushu 
సాధుష్వపి చ పాపేషు సమబుద్ధిర్విశిష్యతే అగేన్ దట్ సమత్వ ఈజ్ ఇండికేటెడ్ హియర్ వన్ హూ హెస్ రికగ్నైజ్ రియలైజ్ ద సెల్ఫ్ ఫ్రామ్ దట్ స్టేట్ ఆఫ్ సెల్ఫ్ రియలైజేషన్ వెన్ హీ లుక్స్ హీ సీస్ ద సేమ్ సెల్ఫ్ ఎవ్రీవేర్ దట్ ఆల్ ద హోల్ వర్ల్డ్ becomes an expression of the same self just as we see gold ornaments one who has recognized the gold he sees that gold in all the ornaments though the shape and size and name of all the ornaments are different but he sees that same gold is there one who has recognized the water looks at the all the waves with the same vision they are different only in name and they are different only in forms essentially they are same similarly all of us we are appears different only with respect to the body with respect to the mind with respect to the intellect but essentially you me and everyone is same our essential nature is same our non essential nature appears different and changing that is not my real nature essentially all of us are one there is no doubt about it hmm so a realized master sees this and he remains same here he says he looks at surut surut means a well wisher our well wisher see when we live in this world we int uh, we develop different type of relationship with different type of people depending on my own nature of the body mind intellect and depending on the nature of the other person we develop different relationship and those relationship also keep on changing one day somebody might be our friend next day might become our enemy they keep on changing just like the like we see the environment changing the weather changing the the uh, the particles air particles and all sometimes they come and meet sometimes they depart hmm like uh, there is a song in marathi also which says that uh, when those um, logs of wood are thrown into the river they are taken away downstream sometimes those logs they come together and sometimes they are separated when you go to ganga ji you offer the flowers or the little diyas are offered lot of people offer that sometimes they go together we will together we will put diyas so while putting the diya it is together but by the time you see it both of them have gone apart hum saath saath chalenge kuch nahi then the one diya goes somewhere another diya goes somewhere else. some diyas as you put they get drowned there itself <laughs> i feel so bad are kitna prem se diya maine dala wo jo chale gaye andar pani mein some get stuck at one place and again and again moves there only then you try to push it if my diya has got stuck you are not interested in other diyas which are put mera diya wahan par atak gaya hai i want to push it so anyway so just they come together and they go apart similarly here in this world when we live 
we make friendship with someone somebody becomes our enemy some becomes our well wisher some becomes our uh, some are not interested indifferent so this is natural in uh, bhaje govindam bhagwan shankaracharya ji says for a seeker should not put forth effort uh, in either becoming friendly with someone or becoming an enemy with someone instead of that you just look at everyone as their your own self outwardly whatever is required you do with your enemy you behave like an enemy with your friend you behave like a friend but in them you see the same self ramchandra ji saw his own self in ravan also and he saw his own self in vibhishan also but vibhishan he treated as his friend and ravan he fought with him as his enemy सुहृन मित्रुदासन मध्यस्थ्य बंधुषु साधुष्वपेशु समबुद्धि समबुद्धि इज बुद्धि रिमेन्स सेम बुद्धि मीन्स इज अंडरस्टैंडिंग इज विजडम इज विजन रिमेन्स सेम इन ऑल दिस डिफरंट टाइप ऑफ बीइंग्स सुहृत वेल विशर वन हू विदउट एक्सपेक्टिंग एनीथिंग इन रिटर्न डज समथिंग गुड टू अस इज कॉल्ड अ वेल विशर सुहृत there are many people who are surut to us in our life without any expectation in return they will do something good to us hmm they are surut then mitra mitra are those who are very affectionate towards us they have special affection for us they guide us on the right path they prevent us from going on the wrong direction they are always there with us they accept us completely acceptance is there they accept our good as well as the bad points they accept us completely they are our mitra friends then there are those who are udasin udasin means they are uh, indifferent okay before mitra and after mitra ari ari means our enemies enemies without any rhyme and reason or maybe with rhyme and reason they have become our enemy hmm our enemy they want to harm and hurt us in whatever possible way so keep on planning in their own mind therefore if i consider someone my enemy or i become somebody's enemy or what you call i want to hurt someone keep on planning that person occupies my mind my heart more hmm so this enemy ari then udasin udasin means neither interested uh, indifferent towards me there are some people who are udasin they don't just either they are neither happy with you nor unhappy with you indifferent udasin if you tell over chale you want to know no neither interested to know nor interested in anything udasin indifferent then there are madhyastha madhyastha means one who is suppose you are somebody is your enemy then madhyastha is interested in you also and in your enemy also in the sense he wants to uh, do the welfare of both he looks at the welfare of you and the other person also so we sometimes mediator hmm? we 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 take their help they are friendly towards us and friendly towards the our enemy also so they are in between like madhyastha then dvesha 
Dvishyami, there are some people whom you don't like. Atmanaha apriyaha. They are just irritating like. It's possible that in this world you might get irritated by so many people. There's no guarantee that you walk the spiritual path, everyone is friendly and you go and are friendly with everyone. Nothing like that. Even if you are on this path, there are people who can irritate you like anything. I don't want to reveal my own secret. (laughs) But I also have some people who irritate me. (laughs) Anyway, but uh, it is possible. And you can also be irritating to others. I am not saying that you cannot. You can be quite irritating to others. The most surprising sometimes that other fellow doesn't know that you are irritating and you might not know that you are. So it is, it happens. So they are called, uh, what are they called? Dvesha. Dvesha, you don't like. Like taste, like our senses, they have their own likes and dislikes. They are born with it. Huh? We have seen in the third chapter. Indriyasyarthe. Even if you walk this path of spirituality, your senses will have their own likes and dislikes. You will like some food, you will not like some food. You will like some music, you will not like some music. Only thing we have to do as a spiritual seeker, that dislikes and dislikes should not come in the way of our sadhana. On towards When we walk on this path, don't get carried away by your likes and dislikes. Don't try to eliminate them. They will be there. If one like goes, another will come. One dislike goes, another will come. You will not become free of likes and dislikes completely till we attain the state of realization. So only thing we have to do is, should those things should not come under the way, in my way when I am walking this path of dharma or of this yoga. They should not disturb me. So, there are some who are dvesha, then bandhushu, bandhu. Bandhu means my relatives, relatives of this body. Because of my birth in a particular family, I am, I have relatives. See, friends we can choose, but relatives we are born with, like, we can't choose them. If somebody is your uncle, you are stuck with that uncle throughout life. You can't help it. He can also not help it. So you have to say, Mira Mama hai. When you go to some parties and all the some relatives also come. You are stuck with them. Therefore they are called Sambandhi. Sambandhi means they bind you like anything. They are they bind. Bandhan. So they are there. Bandhu. They are called bandhus. So this bandhushu, then sadhu. Sadhu is one who follows the path of goodness, righteousness. A good person is called sadhu. And papi, papeshu, papi is the one who uh, does the, follows the path of unrighteousness. Bad person. But towards all, this realized master, one who is established in his own self, develops a vision of sameness. He sees the same tattva in all. But he interacts with them differently. Because interaction is done towards the body and the mind, not with the Atma. 
he sees that atma same in all he sees the same atma in the tiger also and in a cow also but he will not approach the tiger he stay away from the tiger he will approach the cow similarly he sees the same atma in enemy as well as friend but he will be friendly with the friend and try to avoid the enemy so this is very important because in the name of spirituality sometimes we behave in the most uh, um, what you call uh, strange ways sometimes people say oh, everything is bhagwan so eat everything or behave in the same way with everyone that is not required one has to use common sense and wisdom to interact with the world outside but vision should be kept that all of all this is brahma alone just as we have different type of dress all of them are made from the same material let us say but if it is a thing which we have to wear on top we wear it we can't say no it is made up of same material so let me wear the shirt on the below and the pant above then that will be very funny it won't be a very intelligent thing to do so similarly a wise man is one who has samabuddhi samabuddhir vishishtit samabuddhi is wisdom his understanding remains same under all circumstances remains same with all objects and remains same among all types of people that is what is the sign or the test of a of a sound wisdom if your wisdom changes with circumstance many times our faith and our wisdom changes with circumstance when things are good we say oh bhagwan ka prasad hai ye hai wo hai but when things go bad we start cursing god we start cursing everyone that means our wisdom is not steady our understanding is not clear our understanding is uh, dependent on our likes and dislikes so that is not proper so in this three verses 7 8 and 9 bhagwan indicates the the nature of that yukta purush who has followed this path of meditation and realized the self bhagwan says samabuddhi vishishyate such a person is excels he is he is the best among the yoga rude he is the best he has attained the ultimate goal of samata therefore arjun also asked this question when he asked about the mind he says that that yoga which you explain about samata i find it very difficult to follow because of the restlessness of the mind so this yoga is called samatva yoga where you see the same self in all after showing us the goal now from the next verse bhagwan explain how we can attain this goal what is the process once we have gained that state of being a yoga root when we have gained that enough vairagya we have gained enough understanding of our own self what should we do it was said that for a one who wants to gain, uh, follow the path of dhyana the first step is karma yoga but once he has become fit the step is shama yoga rudasya tasyeva shama karanam uchyate so quietude of the mind is the sadhana 
So how we should follow this path and make our mind absolutely quiet and peaceful and how can we attain the realization of our own self? That path of meditation, Bhagwan explains now from the following verse. He says, Yogi Yunjita Satatam Atmanam Rahasistitaha Eka Kiyata Chittatma Nirashira Parigraha Yogi Yunjita Satatam Atmanam Rahasistitaha Eka Kiyata Chittatma Ah, so when we become fit for for this meditation, when we have reached that state of being a yoga root, when we have developed enough vairagya through proper wisdom, then we can walk on this path of meditation. So how it should be done? Bhagwan says, yogi, yogi means this dhyana yogi. Not karma yogi. Karma yogi is, is done. Now yogi is a dhyana yogi. See that word yogi is used for karma yogi also, bhakta yogi also, jnana yogi also. But here is for dhyana yogi. A, a path of meditation. A final entry into the state of realization. See it's like when we want to go to sleep, we have to transcend the waking and the dream. Deep sleep state. We have to transcend the waking. Similarly, if we want to go into the state of meditation, we have to transcend our mind, our intellect, our all our thoughts. So for that, lot of preparation is required. Once we are prepared, then we can take up this onward journey. So Bhagwan says, such a yogi, yunjita satatam atmanam rahasistitaha. He says, Yogi should try try to sit it in a quiet, solitude, solitary place. Should constantly, satatam, constantly uh, try to quieten the mind further. Yunjita satatam atmanam, atmanam satatam yunjita. Constantly quieten the mind, remaining in a solitary place. More detail, Bhagwan will tell further. But uh, in meditation, one has to go into a different state of consciousness. We experience the waking state. In the waking state, we become aware of the world through our senses. In the dream state, we create a world with our mind and live in that world. In the deep sleep state, we identify with the, our impressions of our past and are temporarily absorbed into it. We go into a state of non-awareness. Hmm. But this meditation is different from waking, different from dream, and different from deep sleep state also. It is not a sleep state. It is not sleeping. Many times people in the name of meditation, they go to sleep. It is not sleep. Meditation is not a dream. 
Many people, they sit and they keep on dreaming. Sometimes they dream and imagine all gods and everyone. Imagining, whether it is a divine imagination or very interesting imagination, is not meditation. It's not a state of meditation. It's a wakeful dream where you entertain yourself with nice, wonderful images and all. But that is not meditation, what Bhagwan is talking about. Opening our eyes and staring at someone or something is also not meditation. It's a waking state. Even if you look at an image, it's also waking only. Because you are experiencing the world through your senses. That is a waking state. If you imagine a world with your mind, that is a dream. And when you go into a state of trance, that is a deep sleep state. So meditation is neither waking, nor dream, nor a trance. It is something beyond. It happens when the mind becomes quiet. When the mind becomes dull, we go into trance. When the mind imagines, we go into state of dream. And when the senses become active, we are in the waking state. But meditation is none of the above. So it happens, meditation happens when the mind is transcended. Mind is transcended when the mind becomes quiet. Mind is not transcended when it goes to sleep. So to quieten the mind, the first step was karma yoga and all. Second step was knowledge. But the third step is this meditation, is paying attention to our own self. Quietening the mind by shifting our attention toward the self. More we will say as we proceed. But uh, it is shifting our attention from the world, from the mind, towards our own self. So this practice, the yogi has to do satatam. So meditation is meditating on the self, paying attention to the self, the real self, the capital S, Atma. When we do any other type of meditation, it is called Upasana. When we pay attention to some chakras, when we pay attention to our breathing, when we pay attention to some image, then it is termed as upasana or dharana, concentration. But here when Bhagwan is talking about dhyan, is is shifting and paying attention to your own real self as you have understood from the scriptures. The self which is Satyam Jnana Manantam Satchid Anandasvaru So Yunjita Satatam Satatam means constantly remaining in a Rahasi Stitaha This is very important Bhagavan says you go, meditate in a solitary place Meditation is not a uh, group activity Meditation is not a group activity In a group you can it might help a little bit but ultimately, it's a, it has to be followed individually only. Group meditation and all, it's just, it helps. It's for upasana and for other uh, uh, sadhana, it is helpful. But ultimately, one has to follow this path alone. So, solitary place, free from all distraction. Because the lot of distraction comes from the world around us. So one has to select a place which is free from 
all disturbance maybe an ancient uh, some temple or some ashram or some place which is free from uh, human uh, interference and um, disturbance and also animal birds plants are not disturbing so such rahasya sthitaha it helps to withdraw our attention from the world just like when we want to sleep we select a nice place to sleep unless the sleep happens wherever we are but similarly meditation we have to select a place wherein we can be there undisturbed for a long time not disturbed by any person around or anything so that is very important rahasya sthitaha and ekaki ekaki means alone not together no no we husband and wife or children or relatives mama chacha sab milkar hum log meditation karenge no you can go for picnic for like that but meditation you have to do it alone ekaki no i am afraid of alone that means you have not fit yet for meditation because you should understand that atma is one without a second is of the nature of pure consciousness one who understand that atma is deathless birthless becomes free of all fear so ekaki absolutely alone alone not only physically but mentally also we should be able to drop all our uh, things baggage which we are carrying in our mind become absolutely free of all the all the baggage of the past sometimes we carry certain things of the future what will happen in future we want to just hold on to it in our mind so all this baggage of memory and our experiences of people their ideas and their all those things has to be dropped absolutely alone ekaki yatachittatma yatachittatma with the atma means ya antakarana with our mind and intellect completely under our control completely controlled mind and intellect in the senses nirashihi becoming free of all expectation becoming free of all imagination of the future uh, gain nirasha trishna rahitah free from all thirst all craving even uh, some uh, this uh, uh, spiritual craving or craving for some siddhis and all should not be there on this path one should not even have craving for some siddhis that i will attain some power i should be able to read somebody's mind i should be able to walk on water no craving for neither ordinary things of this world nor any powers nor craving for some higher lokas and all all craving has to be dropped only attention is on the self to recognize and realize the self no other want so nirashihi aparigraha free from all possessions this possessions also affect us what we possess they affect us so now and then we have to drop our on this path also we have to keep on disposing our possession because they carry 
with them they carry their own samskar even objects they carry their own samskar their own impressions when we possess them they are they are there with you so those things have to be disowned become a disowner disowner i don't know whether that term is there disown all all objects means go into a state of uh, feeling that i nothing belongs to me nothing belongs those objects can be there around but even if they are there that they don't i nothing belongs to me aparigraha parigraha graha means to hold on to something parigraha means hold on to things lot of things or one thing from all side aparigraha means not to have this attitude that is very important so physically also we should not hold on to things mentally also should not hold on to our past memories ideas experiences they don't belong to they they are just uh, like a dream sometimes we hold on to some incident of our past and all as though they are like a bible truth they are not they are just like your dream whether good and bad experiences just drop them don't hold on to them don't write diaries about all those that in my childhood somebody kicked me the details drawing also showing the kick so those things <laughs> don't have to don't have to drop it that is called aparigraha become totally clean of all this this happens when you bring your whole attention in the present see even when we have to pay attention to ourselves first we have to bring our attention in the present moment the self is in the present in the now if we think of yesterday then we are going into an imagination a memory memory trip if we think of tomorrow we are going into an imagination self is neither an imagination nor is it a memory it is a fact now here so we have to drop this all this of the past and future and bring the attention in the present moment and from that present moment we should shift the attention to that pure self i the pure i consciousness which i have understood through my contemplation which i have understood through my study of the scriptures which i am convinced beyond doubt i have to pay attention to that self and just paying attention to the self without getting distracted itself is meditation sahaja bhana natural spontaneous awareness of our own self is called meditation spontaneously becoming aware of our own self without getting distracted by any thoughts and anything else so bhagwan says after becoming yoga rood you follow this path more detail he will tell of everything each and every detail like how to sit where to sit and how to go about everything bhagwan will explain but the gist of it is this only remaining in a solitary place alone quieten your mind become free of all your cravings and all your sense of possession with your mind and intellect under control meditate on your own self pay attention to your own self just remain like that
then what will happen? Enlightenment will happen. Awakening will take place. This much we can do and just wait there and what has to happen will happen. Just as we, when we prepare for our sleep, sleep happens. You only prepare for sleep. You don't sleep. Sleep takes over you. I should, now I can tell because now Pravachan is over. So, even if you sleep, no problem. But sleep overtakes us. But we have to prepare for it. Similarly, when we prepare for meditation, meditation overtakes us. Meditation is not an action, but action we perform and we wait. We create a situation, we create an environment for meditation to happen. When all that environment is conducive, meditation happens. Turiya avastha is reached. More about this we will see in our class tomorrow. Thank you.